to where I where I give you. Let's go Psalm number eight. We'll start there. We'll read from Psalm number eight. Y'all remember Psalm number seventy one, right? Okay, but let's go to Psalm number eight. Okay. We'll get to that here in a second. Psalm number eight. Amen, 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 amen. I want to say welcome to all of our guests that are here. We do appreciate you being with us tonight. I don't mean to skip over that. Give God a hand for all of our guests. Let them know we appreciate them being with us tonight. Thank God for you. Now, uh, just real quick, any, anybody's your first time here? Your first time here? Let me know if God bless you. We'll see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, hopefully you received the, did you receive the gift bag already? No, they're bringing it. All right, praise God. Gift bag for you. We have some things in there we just want, want to share with you and a couple of gifts in there for you. Um, and also a card just wants you to fill out. You'll place it in an offering basket later on. Praise God. Um, so glad to have all of y'all with us tonight. Amen. Amen. Psalm number eight. Let me get to it. Praise the Lord. And um, we'll start. Let's read verses three through six. Three through six. You have that? Okay, let's read together. Ready, read. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All right, so you've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Father, thank you tonight for the word that we're about to receive. I pray for each person in this room, and I pray for those who are watching online now and even uh, into the future, that God, each person who hears would, Lord, have the, ear, the hearing of faith to hear the word, receive the word with meekness, that word that's able to save our souls, and that, God, as we hear the word, we will mix it with faith so that it will profit us in our lives. You have a strategic cause for this word tonight, and I pray that, Father, as we receive this, this word in our souls, let it produce in us the life that you sent it to produce, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to talk, we saw here, it <coughs> says here, again, you've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. I want to use for subject tonight, ruling class. Ruling class. Everybody say the ruling class. All right, praise God. Now, we've been looking at, and I, I'm, we're, I don't have a lot of time tonight, again, because we're baptizing, so I need you all to just jump right on board, and don't, don't, don't make me have to warm up, and y'all don't have to warm up to me, okay? Y'all know me, I know you, right? Okay, I'm not a guest here, so let's just jump right in and get right into the Word of God, so, you know, don't save your amens to the end, you know, bring them right on the front so I know, I, I, so, just so I know I haven't left you behind, okay? All right, praise the Lord. Praise God. All right, so we've been looking at this, we've been talking about exaltation for quite some time now, right? And this last segment we've been in was about greatness. And so our key scripture we've been using, let's look at that one more time, please. Psalm number 71 and verse 21. Psalm number 71 and verse 21. We should know this one by memory now, right? No. 
Nobody even said anything. Psalm number 71, verse 21. I'll start out. You shall. <laughs> How y'all know I wasn't going to say you shall lend and not borrow? <laughs> okay, that too. Praise the Lord. All right. So you shall, God shall, increase our greatness and comfort us on every side. So we see here that God uh, is interested in our greatness. Okay. In fact, that's what he wants to see us uh, operating in is greatness. And not just greatness, but the Bible says he'll increase our greatness. When, when you say greatness, we're already talking about you being ahead of the pack. Is that right? Um, in, in the grading scale in, in public school or in any, any school, uh, there's, there's A's, B's, C's, D's, and F's. Is that right? There's no E's, right? Except unless you're in elementary school. Okay, but A's, B's, C's, D's, and F's. All right, F's mean you're failing. Is that right? Y'all teachers help me out. I got a lot of teachers in the church. F's mean you're failing. D's mean you're passing. and means below average. It means below, that's why I'm glad you said that. It means below average. A C, which many of our kids aspire for, means average. When I say R, I mean this church, I mean kids in America. They're aspiring for, you know, C, you know, as long as I... A lot of them just aspire for a D, as long as I pass. Praise God. But that's not good enough, is it? So uh, a C means average. So we shouldn't ever be really excited about that. It means average. It means, it means you just, you just run of the mill. You just part of the pack, right? But then if you hit a B, a B means above average. So uh, just a little bit harder from average, you hit above average. Right? But your Bible says that you and I should be the head and not the tail. Come on, above only and not beneath. So on God's grading scale, what's he looking for? He's looking for all A, A pluses. Praise the Lord. A plus, plus, plus. Because uh, what does an A plus mean? It means you've excelled. You're not just above average. You've excelled. So when it says he increases our greatness, greatness means you've already gone above average. But he says you shall increase my greatness. So you, on, on a 4.0 scale, you're at a 5.0. Some of y'all don't understand that. Some of y'all know about that. You, you had AP classes back when you were in school. You know advanced placement classes, what that means. If you had any kind of courses like that uh, and you got an A, it wasn't a regular A. You got extra points because it was extra work involved. It was a little, little, little more complicated, a little, little more tedious. And so you got a little more credit, a little, little more reward for that. Amen? And so he's, the Bible says God shall, he shall increase our greatness. So not just are we going to be great, but he says he wants to increase our greatness and then comfort us on every side. Praise the Lord. Now, I gave you that definition of the word great uh, from the, the, the Hebrew word great, which is gadol. Uh, in this scripture here, it means to grow or to become great or important. Praise the Lord. Everybody say grow, grow. Become, great. become great. Tell your neighbor, grow, grow. Become, great. become great. In other words, I'm trying to get you to encourage them, to push them. Amen. Don't, don't go for a C. And don't stop at a B. And, and don't go for a regular A. You're in advanced placement. Did you just catch what I said to you? You're in advanced placement. 
So when you when you strive and you achieve, you get this A. You it's an it's an X-ray. It's a it's a it's a very it's a good A. It's a high A. Praise the Lord. It's a it's a A. It's above others. Praise the Lord. All right. So it says to grow or become great or important. So you and I are supposed to be important, right? Am I talking to believers in the house? Okay, so we're supposed to be important. We're not supposed to be the, the least important person, the unimportant person. We're supposed to be the most important person, uh, most, most important person uh, in our sphere. In other words, at your job, you can rise to be the most important. Now, you may not be the yet, yet the highest paid, but you can be the most important. Glory to God. One day you'll be the highest paid, but right now, God will make you the most important. Come on now. Isn't that what happened to Joseph? Isn't that what happened to Jacob? When Jacob was working for his father-in-law Laban, he worked seven years to try to get Rachel. And then he got hoodwinked, bamboozled by his father-in-law. And so he went to the, on the wedding night. Instead of waking up next to Rachel, he woke, woke up next to Leah. And, uh, you know, he disappointed because Leah didn't quite look like Rachel. According to your word. <laughs> she was tender on the eyes, the Bible said. And so, he, but he loved Rachel so much because the Bible says the first time he saw Rachel, he, he cried. That's a good looking sister right there. He cried the first time. Any of y'all guys cried the first time you saw your wife or your girlfriend? No, you didn't cry. Stop, don't even lie about it. You didn't cry. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. But <clears throat> Jacob cried over Rachel. She, she was such a beautiful woman. And so, y'all come back now, come back now, you hear? So he cried over her, and so even though he ended with Rachel, uh, with Leah, he decided, I'll work seven more years if that's what it takes to get, to get Rachel. So he worked seven more years. And so it's after seven years, he got Rachel. But then he ended up having to work 21 years before he could take them. 21 years. And, and the Bible said that his father-in-law Laban said, I have learned by experience that I'm blessed because of you. Now, we know, if you know that story, this is the book of Genesis, that, that Laban didn't, didn't treat Jacob fairly. He didn't pay him fairly. In fact, the Bible says that Laban changed his wages ten times. Now, if you know he changed them, he wasn't changing them up. He wasn't getting raises like some of y'all are here getting these massive raises. No, 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 no. He got, he got uh, what, what's the opposite of a raise? He got a lower. Decrease, that's what I call them. Okay. He got, he got low, he got decreases on the job. Amen. Cutting 5% here, cutting 10% here, you know, cutting 20% here for the same work. But Laban said, I've learned from experience, though. Even though I didn't treat you right, the only reason my company is still around is because of you. And at that point, he said, tell you what, name your wages. It's in your Bible. He said, he told him, name you, tell me what you want to make. God can make you so important. Oh, God, I'm already preaching. God can make you so important to your employer, to those around you, that, that they, they, got, they got to come to you and just, you know what, just tell, you know, forget, forget the scale, forget the pay scale, forget what, whatever it takes. Tell us what you want to make. You're too important to us to let you go, for you to be disappointed. And we don't, want, we, we don't want you working a part-time job. You're too important. Anybody want to like that? I praise God. So, so this is what it means here, to, make, to be great or important. This is what God will do to you, to do great things, to be magnified. This is what God is doing for his people. Praise the Lord. All right, let me keep going here before I get stuck there. All right. 
So you and I, born-again believers, we are supposed to be great. Everybody say, I'm supposed to be great. Say it again, I'm supposed to be great. One more time for the Holy Ghost. I'm supposed to be great. Now this time, shout out for the devil to hear. Say, I'm supposed to be great. And you can't stop me. <laughs> you can't stop me. The devil, and the devil knows he can't stop you. He knows he can't stop you. He's never been able to stop any believer from becoming great when they kept walking with God. As long as they kept walking with God, he never stopped anybody. Praise the Lord. Even, even remember we were just talking about, uh, uh, well, we were talking about Jacob. I mentioned Joseph to you, though. Remember I'm talking about Joseph a second ago? That same Joseph, remember, uh, the Bible says what, the, what you all meant or what the devil meant for evil. God turned it for good. So the devil knew Joseph's dream of greatness and still couldn't stop it. So every time the devil brought some sort of opposition, this, this is a word came up in prayer this morning, God repurposed it. Y'all know that that's, that's, a, that's a big word in our society today, repurposing. You know, you can have a piece of furniture, old piece of furniture that, well, I don't like it as that. I'm going to take it and repurpose it. I'm going to use it as something different. And so this, this is what Joseph said. He said, what you meant for evil, God turned for my good. In other words, God repurposed my mess. He repurposed my trial. He repurposed my test. He repurposed my, my tribulation. He made something good out of that. God knows how to repurpose that attack you're under. God knows how to repurpose that tribulation you're going through. God knows how to repurpose that mess that the devil's trying to bring against your life. God knows how to repurpose it. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's what happens. So the devil can't stop you. So uh, you're supposed to be great. All right. Now, uh, I want to remind you of this thing one more time. The seed of greatness is in each one of us. The seed of greatness is in each one of us, okay? Uh, I gave you this. I don't, I don't have time to follow all over, but remember I told you about in 1 uh, Peter, I think it's 1, 23 somewhere, talks about how we have been born again of the incorruptible seed of the word, the word of God. So that seed, remember the word is great. God is great, okay? Uh, let me say this just for uh, newcomers or those who may be watching online the first time, that, again, if a dog has an has a, a offspring, what is it, what is it going to have? A dog. If if uh, if a whale has offspring, what is he gonna have? Okay. If a gorilla has offspring, what's he gonna have? So if God has offspring, what is he gonna have? God's. Right. So when you're born of the seed of the word of God, every seed produces after his own kind. So God produces God's. Now don't get it bent and think you are God. I'm not talking about you are capital G O D. Don't get that. You're gonna be in trouble if you think that. Okay. But I'm talking about you, you, are, you are now made in the God class. Okay? You are in the God class. And if you're in the God class, then you must also be in the ruling class. Okay? So there's a seed of greatness on the inside of you. Let's look at Luke chapter 1 and remind you of this scripture we saw last week. Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 32. Let's start there for sake of time. Luke chapter 1. Let's go right to the meat of it here. Luke 1 and verse 32. Come on, pastor, find it. All right. This is when the angel Gabriel comes to tell Mary that you're going to have a child, all right? Surprise. Good news for you. Luke chapter 1, verse 32. 
says, well, let me start at verse 31. He says, behold, you will conceive in your womb and, and bring forth a son. Now, to conceive, you need seed. We got that, right? Bring forth a son and shall call his name who? Jesus. He will be great. Okay, so this, this son that you're going to have is going to be great. Then it says it will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Verse 33, look at the first part of verse 33. And he will reign. So two, let's just read, finish reading. Over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. All right, now, so he's going to rule over a kingdom. So two things I wanted you to note in those two verses was, or three verses that we just read, was one, he will be great. And two, he will reign. You got it? Everybody got it? Okay, so he will be great. Say that. Say he will be great. And he will reign. He's in me. I'm in him. So I will be great. And I will reign. Okay? So if you're in the God class, like Jesus Christ is, remember he's going to be the son of God here. Everybody understand that? He's the son of God. So he's going to be great like God. Now you are, and I are sons of God. First John uh, chapter uh, 4 and 1. Give me First John 4 verse 1 on the screen. Glory to God. First John 4 verse 1. Thank you, Lord. First John 4, 4 verse 1. Um, no. Is it? No. 5, 1? Give me 4, 4. Give me 4, 4 then. Ye are of God. That's not what I'm looking for. Give me, give me 3 1. Give me 3 1. I'm, I'm, I'm a whole chapter off, I bet. Uh, 1 John 3 1. 1 John 3 1. Behold, a man of love, the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. That's what I want, want you to know. We are children of God. King James used the word better sons of God. So if we're sons of God, we've been born by, from God's Spirit, from God's Word. That seed is on the inside of us, it's a great seed. So we must be great, like God. And if, if Jesus was great like God, he will be great and he will reign. Then you, come on now, will be great and you, you will reign. You're designed, you're programmed for greatness and you're programmed for ruling. You, you understand? You understand it? This is what is built into you. You know, you know, we have a saying in, in, our, in our society, uh, we, we call sometimes people, we call them alpha males. Y'all know what an alpha male is? It's that, that guy, there's some alpha females too, who, who they, they always want to be in charge. And sometimes we don't like that. However, every born again believer is supposed to be an alpha male or female. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the alpha, come on, and omega. So everything starts and ends with God. And if you're in God's class, then as far as this earth is concerned, oh, I better go preach this somewhere else. As far as this earth is concerned, then everything starts and ends with you. You got it? It's, it's whatever you decree. It's whatever you allow. That's why in Job 22, verse 28, it says, you shall decree a thing, 
and it shall be established. And light will shine on your ways. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 6, he talks about whatever things, uh, what, what, whatever you bind, whatever you bind, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Glory to God. I'm, I'm Alpha and Omega on here, on this earth. Oh, Jesus. Don't, 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 don't go telling your Baptist friends what I just said now. Don't go telling those religious folk what I just said because they're going to look at you funny and try to drag you off and baker at you. But I'm telling you that if you understand this, then you'll never, ever allow the devil to rule over your life again. You got it? I'm going to show you he's a buster. I'm going to show you tonight he's a buster. Praise the Lord. Now, now let's, let's, go to, let's go to Matthew, please. Let's go to Matthew. Let me keep going here. Matthew. Matthew 2. Praise the Lord. Because we talked about how Jesus Christ, uh, when, when the angel announced to Mary, he's gonna, you have a child, he will be great and he will reign. He will be great and he will reign. Now, did Jesus Christ know that? Come on. Did Jesus Christ know that? No, not at all. Jesus Christ wasn't born knowing he was the son of God. He wasn't born knowing he was going to be great. He wasn't born knowing he was going to the cross. He wasn't born knowing all that stuff. Your Bible says he had to get in the scripture, get in the word, and find out about himself. He had to go right through from Genesis, uh, right through the prophets, and find out about himself. Okay? So we talked about how last week God had to come and bring things to stir that up in him. All right? So we went to Luke, or, or rather Matthew 2, and look at verse 1. Glory to God. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Okay? How many wise men? A lot of them. A lot of them. Praise the Lord. Don't, don't, don't go by the Christmas card, three. No such thing as no three wise men. Okay? Three wise men wouldn't even move Herod. Three wise men wouldn't even bother Herod. Herod's already king, but when he saw this, what was this big old parade, caravan full of, who are they going to see? Somebody, you know, you can imagine one of the guys in the, in the palace said, hey boss, hey, you need to come look at this out here, man. It's by 45 Rolls Royces parked out front. This is, this is what we're talking about here, these, these wise men, these, these were kings. Boss, it's by 45 Rolls Royces parked out front, you need to come see this. <laughs> okay. Glory to God. Verse 2, saying, here's what they said, where is he who has been born who? For we have seen what? His star in the east and have come to worship him. All right, verse 9, y'all remember this from last week, right? Verse 9, when they heard the king, now the king tells them, hey, go find him and let me know when you find him because I want to come worship him too. Now, he's a liar. And truth is not in him, okay? Look at verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. So he wasn't a baby at this point. He's a child, right? Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding, exceedingly great joy. So they saw the star. So remember I brought out to you last week how Jesus was uh, marked with a star. And do you remember why? He's Abraham's seed. Right? Now let's go look at that just for the sake of those who may not be here. In fact, just let, get on the screen for us. Genesis 15. Genesis 15, verse 3. Glory to God. They'll find it quick in me. Genesis 15, verse 3. Now this is what God says to Abraham. He said, then Abraham said, uh, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. 
Abraham has this whole contention. God's trying to tell him he's going to have a child, and he just can't get his mind wrapped around this, okay? And he says, so let's just make it where Eleazar, which is the person he's really talking about here, he's going to be my heir. He's going to inherit my estate, okay? Look at verse 3, verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Verse 5, then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven. Don't look down. Look up. I'm going to show you your descendants, but don't look down for your descendants. Look up for your descendants. He says, and count the stars if you are able to number them. You can't, first of all. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. So, the basic understanding of that is your descendants shall be as numerous as the stars. We understand that. That's right. They'll, they'll be in, in multitude as the stars. We see that throughout Scripture, in multitude as the stars. But the revelation I want you to see from that is that he says, and, to, and he said to him, so shall your descendants be as the stars. Okay? So the descendants of Abraham are stars. All right? Now, remember last week I preached shining stars. Glory to God. Now, so we know, so Jesus Christ here, he's marked, and we just read this in Matthew, he's marked by a star. Your Bible said his star. How many of y'all ever heard the phrase in the Jewish culture, the star of David? Well, why would people talk about the star of David? Because he had a star. Every one of us has a star. Let me, oh, no, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Every one of them had a star. Okay? Now I got to say, all right, now, well, what about us? Well, how do we get into this? Galatians 3, verse 29. Galatians, that's in your New Testament, but they can get on the screen for us. Galatians 3, verse 29. Let's read it together. Ready, read. And then and so if you are Christ, King James says, I think, if you belong to Christ, how many of you belong to Christ? If you're born again, you belong to Christ. So if you are Christ, then you are. Point your neighbor and look at him to tell him you are. You are Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. So the same promise that was made to Abraham, that passed to Isaac, that passed to Jacob, that passed to Joseph, that made it to David, that made it to Solomon, that made it to Jesus, that same promise is on you and over your life. So when you get born again now, you have your own star. In fact, not only do you have a star, but you become a star, one of God's shining stars. Everybody say, I'm a shining star. Glory to God. Tell your neighbor, you're a star. Tell them again loud, you're a star. Tell them it's your time to shine. Give God praise for that right now. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, encourage yourself and say, I'm a star. Tell yourself, it's my time to shine. Hallelujah. Light shine bright everywhere you go. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look, look at the book of Daniel, please. The book of Daniel. Old Testament again. Book of Daniel. Book of Daniel. I'm a star. They used to say, you don't have to be a star, baby, to be in my show. Well, to be in God's show, you got to be a star. Good thing is, he made you a star. 
Some stars are just, dis just discovered. They're getting baptized tonight. They just got discovered. Oh. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. They just got discovered. They, they didn't know they were stars. But God saw something on the inside of them that he said, oh, I can use that. And he brought them into his family and made them a star. Praise God. Say, I'm a star. Hallelujah. I remember as a kid, we used to watch this show. It used to be hosted by this guy named Ed McMahon called Star Search. Y'all remember that? But before American Idol came along and Thank You Can Dance and all America's Got Talent, Star Search. Y'all remember that show? Every week you want to see who's going to be the big star. Some unknown nobody come out of nowhere and become famous. Glory to God. Nobody in the world who had an idea in the world, majorly, who Jennifer Hudson was. Reuben Stutter. Till they went on a show and somebody looked at them and said, you're, you're going to be a star. The moment somebody called them a star, they became. Tonight, I'm your prophet. I'm calling you a star in God's kingdom. I'm calling you a star in God's show. And ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin. Glory to God. Glory to God. God searched all over and he found you. He chose you. He called you. He justified you. And who he called, he justified. And who he justified, he glorified, raised you to a heavenly dignity, condition, and state of being. Y'all remember Romans chapter 8, verse 30, Amplified? Romans 8, verse 30, Amplified? In fact, let's start. Let's, let's look at Romans 8, verse, verse 30, verse 28, New King James. Romans 8, verse 28, New King James. Glory to God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. You've been called. Tell your neighbor, you've been called. You've been called. <laughs> you've been chosen. Hey, oh, you used to hate to be in, be in, in PE in school and they're going to pick teams and, oh, Lord, am I, I want to be the last one. You ain't never God's last one. you always first draft pick. You're always God's number one draft pick because only you can do what God calls you to do. Only you can fulfill, oh, my God, only you can fulfill God's purpose for your life. That's why you had to be born into this earth. That's why that bullet couldn't take you out. That's why that car accident couldn't kill you. Because God needed you here for this time now. Because you have a purpose. You got it? Verse 29, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. The image of his son to be just like his son. His son is the big star, right? His son is the major star. <laughs> and that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Brethren means, if we're brothers, that means we're alike. I, I thought about the other day, this yesterday. I was thinking about, what's, what's this thing? Y'all help me out. Uh, when you want to find out your, your uh, y'all been watching TV, Ancestry.com. I thought about that. I said, you know, I, I have a, a four, I have three brothers and a sister. And I think they cost like 100 bucks. Right? Is that about right out here? $99. The basic one. So I thought, I don't have to spend 100 If we all put in 20 because we're all the same. Same father, same mother, 
No need at all of us buying it. If all of if all of us put it in twenty, spit it up, we get get one report back. We we all have the same results, which means because we're made from the same substance. He's the first. Oh God. He's the firstborn among, among many brethren. Which means you don't have to do an Ancestry.com. You can look in this book and check out all your DNA. Your whole genome chart is in the word of God. He's the firstborn among many brethren. Glory to God. So whatever's in him is in you. Whatever he's made of, you're made of. Whatever he can become, you can become. If he's great, you're great. If he reigns, come on now. Come on now. Glory to God. So it became first born among many brethren. Give me verse 30 in the Amplified, please. Verse 30 Amplified. The switches, because I just wanted you to see this little part here. I, I got a hold of, and I still am not going to forget this. But, uh, Verse 30, amplified, verse 30. And those whom he thus foreordained, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified, acquitted, made righteous, putting them in the right standing with himself. God did all that himself for us. And those whom he justified, he also, watch this last line here, glorified, say it one more time, raising them to a and or. So this is what God did for us. He didn't just save you. He raised you up. When, the moment you got saved, you went from a nobody to a somebody. You went from an unknown to a well-known. <laughs> you went from an extra to a star. Y'all missed that. And see, in every movie, in every TV show, there are extras. Y'all not hearing me on set. There are a lot of extras. When you're watching a movie, you see people all sitting in the background, and they got a scene focused on a, on a guy and a girl having lunch or dinner, but you see all these people walking around in the background. Those are extras. You don't even see their name. You don't know who they are. They don't get raw. There, there, there's no Emmy. There's no Oscar for extras. <laughs> there's no reward for being an extra. That's your honor. You in the picture. You get to go to the movie and say, hey, mom, look, that's me. I'm, sitting, I'm the third guy from the right sitting back there. Oh, that's my baby. Look, that's my baby. That's all your award. But when you're the star, <laughs> when you're the star, you get billing, your name. The Bible talks about your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your names, you're in the billing. Glory to God. Everybody say, I'm no extra. I'm a star. Glory to God. All right, let me keep going here. Where did I leave y'all off? Okay. Uh, Daniel, I told y'all to go to Daniel, right? Daniel 12, I'm just trying to prove to you again that your star is here. Okay. Daniel 12, verse 1 through 3. This is talking about the end time. Okay. It says, at that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince, who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book, all the stars, 
whose names are in the book. You actually got a name in the book, right? And many of those who sleep in the dust shall, of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Verse 3, those who are wise, come on, shall shine, shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So we are those who are wise, right? So we shine like the brightness of the, of the firmament, the skies, and we turn men into righteousness. So if you, if you win souls, if you reach people for Jesus Christ, then according to the word, you're going to shine like the stars forever and ever. Why would he say like the stars? Because you've been made a star. Give me that verse again in the contemporary English version. Contemporary English version. Okay? Everyone who has been wise will shine as bright as the sky above, and everyone who has led others to please God will shine like the stars. Got it? Okay, you got it? All right, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1. Let's go back to this here one more time. Genesis 1, because we just had to prove last week that you're stars. I want to make sure I uh, reiterate that, <laughs> if you'll allow <laughs> Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. So I want you to see this here. I've heard so many of you all say, man, when you get this kind of revelation, it's like getting a brand new Bible. You start to see stories and pictures in the Bible. You're like, wow, that makes more sense now. But that's, that's the good thing about having revelation, amen? About as being, as Pastor Kim prayed earlier, under an open heaven. See, that, that's, that's why, allow this, don't, don't get mad at me. That's why you want to be a tither and be in a tithing church. Because God says, when you tithe, I'll open the windows of heaven for you. So the heavens are open so we can receive revelation from God. We can, we can hear God. Because trust me, I, I'm no fool. I know there are people who come who are sitting in church on a Sunday or Wednesday and hear this word, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean a hill of beans to them. But those of you who are already intent about listening and hearing the word of God, this word penetrates your heart. It pricks your heart, and you go, wow. God, I was already studying that. I had just been reading about that, Lord. Thank you for sending my answer tonight. Amen? All right, so Genesis 1, verse 14 through 18. It says, then God said... Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens. That's the skies, right? Whenever you see firmament, it's the skies. To divide the day from the night, and let them be, <clears throat> these lights be, for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. That's what lights do, right? And it was so. Verse 16, now here's, here's how it's described. Then God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Remember that? Okay, God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. Okay, now again, verse uh, 16, then God made how many great lights? Two great lights. The greater light to rule the day. Now, can you guess which one that is again? Well, you don't have to guess. I told you last week. It's the sun. The sun, sun, Mr. Golden Sun, right? The sun to rule the, rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. That's the moon. The moon rules at night. And then it says, comma, he made the stars also. But I showed you last week, if you look in your Bible, any decent Bible worth, you know, more than $2, the word, words he made 
are italicized, which means those words were added trying to, trying to bring clarification. But they didn't need to be added. Because if you read it, it says, and the lesser light to rule the night, the stars also. Okay? So I showed you last night, through the, through the, or last Wednesday through the word, that the greater light rules the day, the sun. The lesser light rules the night, the moon. The stars also. We're, we rule the night as well. Okay? Now, I want to, let's verify that. Because if I can find it again in Scripture, in the mouth of every two witnesses or three witnesses, every word is established. So let's go to Psalm number 136. Let's verify and know that we were not off base. Psalm 136. You don't want to be off base when you're reading Scripture. Okay? Psalm 136, verse 1. We used to go through this psalm, a psalm like this, and we'll do a call and response. So I, let's do this. When I read the first part of the verse... You shout the second part of the verse. Second part of the verse says, For his mercy endures forever. Can y'all shout that? Try it. One time, go. For his mercy endures forever. All right, good. Very, very good part. Let's do it one more time. Ready? Go. For All right, now we're going to go through these verses, and when I read the first part, then you shout. Okay, ready? We're going old school church on you now. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. To him who by wisdom made the heavens. To him who laid out the earth above the waters. To him who made great lights, the sun to rule by day, the moon and stars to rule by night. Do you see that? You see how the psalmist comes along with his revelation and understands, oh no, it wasn't the moon to rule by night and then throw the stars in for extra. It's the moon and stars. Now, if you're sitting there like, okay, well, that's great. What does that have to do with me? You're the stars. If you weren't here last week, go back, go on our YouTube page, go on our sound, just go on our website. You can find everything on our website. You got to listen to that message to know because the revelation that God's trying to bring to us is that we're, we're, we're here to help this ruling here. All right? This moon and stars to rule by night. Okay? Now, remember I showed you last week. Who is the Son? Jesus. All right? Jesus, the Son represents Jesus. Okay? He ruled by day. He came along, you read in John chapter 9, I believe it is. Uh, he heals, they ask him about this blind man. And uh, let's just look at it. Look at it real quick. Oh, boy. This takes a second. John 9. John 9, verse uh, 1. Now, Jesus passed by. He saw a man who was blind from birth. His disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? That's what they want to know, okay? Verse 3, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him, I must work the works of him who sent me. Did you see how I kept going right into the next verse? Because people will misread this and think, well, the reason he was born blind 
is for uh, the works of God to be revealed. In other words, God arranged for this man to be born blind so, I could, so he could show off my power. God didn't do that. God doesn't make people sick. God doesn't break people's legs. God doesn't kill people early. God doesn't make people blind or deaf or none of that stuff, okay? Remember, when you read the Bible, we have punctuation, but in the original text, there's no punctuation. Okay? If you don't remember it, know it. You just learned that. There's no punctuation. Okay? So we can read it. We'll, we will read it like this. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. You got it? So for, for, for God's uh, for the works of God to be revealed, I must do the work while it is day. He says, for the night is coming when no one can work. So he could only work during the day. Right? So he's the son. Or the son, son is represented by Jesus. Or Jesus is represented by the sun, we should say that way. And then who rules the night again? The moon, all right, and the stars. Now Jesus said, when I leave, I'm sending you another comforter like me. Right? The Holy Ghost. So the moon represents the Holy Ghost, who now rules in the earth. Okay? Yeah, the Bible calls it Psalm, Psalm number 89, the faithful witness in the sky. Okay? So the moon is there, and the moon, just like our natural moon, doesn't give off its own light. Right? It only gives off the light that the sun ref is reflected from the sun. Okay? So, you, so the Holy Ghost doesn't speak on his own. He, the Bible says he only speaks what he hears from the Father. Right? So the Holy Ghost doesn't have any thoughts of his own. He, he, he gives what the Father gives. And so then it says, but the moon and the stars also. So now Jesus Christ is gone and the Holy Ghost is here. He is now in us, working with us. So we are teamed up with the Holy Ghost. So not only does the Holy Ghost rule, but he rules through us. Because we are here to rule the night. Can you understand that it's nighttime right now? If you look around you, I don't just mean nighttime chronolo chronologically. I'm talking about nighttime in, 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 the, in the scope of man. Darkness is covering the earth. Gross darkness to people, according to Isaiah 60, right? Okay, so the world is in darkness. But we are here to rule the night. You got it? Okay, now let's go, to, go back to uh, Psalm, number 80, Psalm number 8. And let's hurry here. Psalm number eight. Y'all got it so far? Yes, Everybody understand? You're the stars he's talking about here. Yes, All right. That was two people. Y'all understand? You're the stars he's talking about. Okay. And what are stars here to do? And rule. That was the purpose he gave in Genesis 1. To, to give light to rule the night. Okay. I heard some guys back in the back talking about fishing, Devin, for service. And, and I heard you talking about a high tide at 4 o'clock. What affects the tide? The moon. Tide doesn't change without the moon. It's, it, that's why they call it lunar tides. Lunar tides. The moon. Well, the moon doesn't rule by itself. Come on now, what else rules with the moon? The stars. So the stars have a direct effect on the tides and everything else because the moon and the stars rule the night. 
They rule. You understand that? So nothing's just happening without the influence of the, of the moon and the stars. Okay, you got it? Okay. Now, Psalm number 8. Let's go back over here real quick. Psalm number 8 says, uh, let's start at verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the what? The heavens. Verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. You have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. So praise, we know, will silence the enemy and the avenger. Praise will stop the enemy and the avenger. Praise will stop devils right in their track. How many of y'all understand that? I've taught y'all this before, but it bears repeating that remember, devils are fallen angels. Right? All angels were programmed to worship God. All angels were programmed to praise God. So even though angels or demons are fallen, fallen angels, they didn't lose that programming. They didn't lose that programming. That's why when Jesus Christ arrives in Mark chapter 5, he arrives over at a place called Gadara. Right? He arrives, get off the boat at, in Gadara, and the Bible says there's a maniac there. He's full of demons. The Bible says that the man came and worshiped Jesus. Y'all missed it. The man came without anything being said. He worshiped Jesus. Why? Because they are programmed. They are programmed to worship. Got it? That's why if you get in a mess and a tight, if you, instead of complaining and crying and being bitter, if you begin to praise and worship and glorify God, it will stop the enemy right in his tracks because they have to stop and praise and worship God. Got it? All right. Now, so verse 3. Verse 3. Yeah, I know, I know some witnesses in here. Glory to God. Got the devil right up off your track. Verse 3, when I consider, now watch this, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. Ordained to do what? Rule. To rule. That's what he ordained the moon and the stars to do. So he says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, we add to rule. And he says, what is man that you are mindful of him? How does he go from the moon and the stars? <laughs> are y'all seeing this here? He looks at the moon and the stars and immediately thinks about man. He sees moon and stars. No, God, you, you did something, didn't you? Okay, see, they see it. By divine revelation, they see that when God, when the word talks about the moon and the stars, he's talking about the Holy Ghost and men. Glory to God. He says, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than the angels and you've crowned him with glory and honor. Now, 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 now uh, well, let me read verse 6. You have made him, you have made him to have what? Dominion. Dominion. To rule over the works of your hands. Now he's, he's looking at the moon and stars and he's making the comparison. He sees how 
the moon and the stars have dominion. He's seeing how they affect everything on this planet. Right? You know dogs and wolves and all these animals start acting funny at, at different times of night. Isn't that right? Because they have an effect. So he sees that. He's watching that. And he goes, oh, what is this man? What is, you know what? I see, I see what you did, God. I see what you did. You made man to have dominion over, and to rule over the works of your hands. You have put, come on, all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, that pass through the paths of, pass through the paths of the seas. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. Lord, how awesome. Wow. He's like, he's like mind smoke. <laughs> this, is what he, this is what he's saying. Is he, he, the, the, the writer is blown away. He's like, good night. This is wild. He, he, he sees man and the moon and the stars, and he says, wow, this is crazy. God, how excellent is your name. Look, look what you did. Now you notice here, <clears throat> go back to verse 3. Man, I got to hurry. He says, when I consider your heavens work of your hands, the moon and the stars. Now notice he's, he mentioned the moon and the stars. Now you remember from Genesis chapter 1, there's three mentioned, right? The sun, the moon, and the stars. But here, he only mentions the moon and the stars. Why does he only mention the moon and the stars? It's because... He, remember, this is all prophetic here. In fact, let's go over to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews. Glory to God. I want you to see Hebrews chapter 2 here. I'm going to show you something here. Okay? Because in Hebrews 2 and verse 5, Hebrews 2 verse 5, it says, For he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels, so the world is not, not ruled by angels. Did y'all catch that? Oh, no, it's ruled by devils. No, devils are fallen angels. The world is not ruled by angels. But one testified at a certain place saying, now that certain place we know is Psalm 8. We just read it, right? What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have set him with the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Now, let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. Because the question is, well, where is Jesus at this time? Because Jesus Christ is the son, right? Okay. Now, go back uh, chapter 1, chapter 1 of Hebrews, verse 13. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Now, if you go back up to that, to that whole chapter, starting at verse 5, he keeps talking about the Son, S-O-N. Got it? So all the way down from, from verse 5 down to 13, he's talking about the Son. So he said, he's the, the, he didn't say this to the angels, he said this to the Son, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, represented by the Son, S-U-N. So what is the Son doing right now? Sitting 
at his right hand, God's right hand, until he makes his enemies his footstool. So that's why the psalmist didn't talk about the sun, the moon, and the stars. He talked about the moon and the stars. Because the sun isn't doing anything. Oh, God. It's nighttime. The sun went to bed. Isn't that what we tell our little children? The sun, where's the sun? It went to bed, son. It went to bed. All right? Look, look at Psalm 110. Glory to God. Go back to the book of Psalms, number 110. Can y'all hang with me just a couple more minutes here? We're going to baptize here in a minute. Psalm number 110. Oh, let me show you something right here. So let me show you, show you something right here. Are you there? Psalm number 110. Verse 1. Verse 1. Now, remember we just read in Hebrews 1, right? Look at Psalm 110. This is where this comes from. Y'all got it? Oh, y'all got, y'all got it? Look at it. It says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So Jesus Christ's ministry, after he's gone to the cross, after he's gone to the grave, after he's gone back to the Father, all he does from then on out is sit. He's sitting at God's right hand, and the Bible says he's going to sit there until he makes God makes his enemies his footstool. Well, your Bible says heaven is, this, is God's throne, and the earth is his footstool. But he needs to make his enemies his footstool. Well, how, God, how am I going to do it? You up here, you resting. Well, how are we going to do it? God, I'm up here, Jesus is talking. I'm up here, I'm resting. How are the enemies going to be made my footstool? Because there's a moon and stars that are still ruling the nighttime who it is their job to make God's enemies his footstool. How do we know? Because verse 2 tells us. Verse 2 says, the Lord, here, how, how am I going to do this, Jesus? You just chill, Jesus. I got this. I got a plan, Jesus. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength or the rod of your scepter out of Zion. Now, how many of y'all know who Zion is? Zion is the church. And here's the command, church. Rule in the midst of your enemies. My God, my God, my God. Rule in the midst of your enemies. You've been ordained to rule. You will be great. You will reign. You will be great. You will reign. You're not meant to be here and be some underclass, lower class person. You're not to be some middle class person, not even some upper class person. You are meant to be in the ruling class. You run this whole show. Jay-Z had a song I heard. Something to my, well, I didn't hear the song, but I heard about the song. I run this town. You might run that town to some believers find out who they are. Because once some born-again, blood-washed believers find out who they are, I got news for you. You got the Buddha scoop on out the way, Jay-Z. I run this town. You can't do that. Yes, I can, and I will, and I must. Because Jesus Christ has to sit. Now, how many of y'all know Jesus Christ is coming back? Well, when he come back, he's not going to be sitting. So for him to come back, he's got to stand up at some point. So he can't, y'all got to guess this, he can't come back 
until we have done what we've been ordained to do, and that's to rule in the midst of our enemies. That's to rule over government, to rule over business, to rule over education, to rule over religion, to rule over media, to rule over arts and entertainment, to rule this whole planet. We're called to rule it. We are not meant to sit here and be the bottom of the totem pole. We're not meant to sit here and everybody else run us and tell us, y'all church folk just gone. Do you little church thing? Church, we, we got, no, no, what you mean we got this? No, we got this. No, we've been sitting too long singing our little hymns, having our little church, church unions and all that kind of stuff and just letting the church run the world. No, 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 we're called to influence this whole planet. I wish I had some praying people in this church here. Get, give, me, give me verse, verse 2. i got to hurry up. Verse 2, give me that in the, the CEV. The CEV. Real quick. Glory to God. CEV. The Lord will let your power reach out from Zion, and you will rule over your enemies. You will rule over your enemies. All right? Now, Jesus is sitting. So for him to rule, he's going to rule through us. Give me the same verse. Uh, hopefully you all have this. Uh, we have this, the New English translation. The New English, I think that's what it is, the N-E-T. N-E-T. Let me know. Do we have that? I just took a wild swipe at it. N-E-T. We do, praise the Lord. The Lord extends your dominion. That's what I want you to see. He extends. He extends. Now, Jesus Christ has a dominion. But God extends it. From Zion. Remember now, the church, we're not just the church, we're the body of Christ. He's the head of the church. So whatever dominion he has, we have. Whatever rulership he has, we have. Whatever or, or ordination he has, we have. Whatever anointing he has, we have. Got it? We have everything that he has. We are heirs and join us with Jesus Christ, right? So he says, rule in the midst of your enemies. All right. Let, let me finish up here. I don't, I'm out of time here. Glory to God. So uh, I want you to know that every born-again believer is now part of the ruling class. Can you say that? I'm part of the ruling class. There are some nations on this planet that still have ruling parties. We don't understand that here in America because we've been part of this republic with a democratic type of government for years. So we don't understand that, but other people, other nations understand when there's a ruling class, <laughs> somebody runs the show, we ain't voting on anything. When, when, when there's a ruling class, they don't vote. The king's decree. Y'all to hear that. When there's a ruling class, there's no voting. There's no voting booth. There's no we're going to have a Senate hearing. It's the king makes a decree. This is what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. You shall decree a thing, and it shall be a Sabbath unto you, and light will shine on you upon your ways. That's the ruling class. That's the ruling privilege that we have. When the Bible says, uh, uh, you, uh, whatever you forbid or allow on earth will be forbidden or allowed, those are legislative terms. You make the laws. So here, here, let me just say, so if we won't pray back in schools, we don't have to go through the school board. Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. See, you don't know what kind of authority you have. 
Jesus, Jesus told his disciples, he told them this when they go out. He sent out 12 disciples one time, then he sent out 70. And he said, listen, when you go out, he said, when you find sick folk, I want you to go there and heal them and tell them the kingdom of God has come upon you. You got to catch this. So what he's saying is, heal them and then let them know you've been overtaken by the kingdom rule. Because sickness can't stand up to you. Because sickness is a thing. Okay, get Hebrews 2 back up now. I want, don't, don't miss that. Don't miss Hebrews 2. I want, to show you, I want you to see that now. Hebrews 2. Because we didn't finish that, did we? All right, look at verse Hebrews 2 and verse 8. Verse 8. My God, my God. Y'all got it? You have put. Let's read it again. You have put. Now, how many of y'all are smart enough to know what all things mean? All means all. You don't leave out anything. It includes everything. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Who is this his again? It's men. This isn't Jesus. This is not Jesus, y'all. This is not Jesus. This is not, I just proved that to y'all. This wasn't Jesus. Remember, this is the moon and the stars. We preached it as it's Jesus. But this is men. I mean, I, we can prove it right in the scripture. He says you put all things under his feet. In fact, if you got a good Bible, his, if it was Jesus Christ, it'll be capitalized. It's not. It's lowercase. For in that he, God, put all in subjection under him, lowercase, that's man, he, God mighty, left nothing that is not put under him. Oh, I got to go. I'll say it again because somebody got to amen. He left nothing. That is not, y'all not saying anything. I said, he, he said, he left nothing that is not put under him. Some of y'all better, better think about that debt, better think about that lack, better think about that sickness, but you better think about that tumor, think, better think about that disease, better think about that sickness, better think about what it is, because it says he left nothing that is not put under him. That means there's nothing that's not put under you. Okay, let me, let me keep going, let me keep going. You'll get out, I gotta, we got to baptize here. He says, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. He said, we don't see it all yet. We don't see men operating in this yet. That's why Jesus Christ, if I tell me, I take you to Psalm 82. What Jesus, what God talks about, the problem with Psalm 82 was, he said, I called you all gods. Lowercase G-O-D-S. He says, but y'all are letting all this mess go on. Why y'all letting all this mess go on? I put y'all in control. He said, you're going to die like regular men. You're not supposed to do that. I'm putting everything in your control. But because of lack of revelation, you've not operated in your dominion and your rulership and your authority. Verse 9. Verse 9. This is how we know we weren't talking about Jesus Christ early because it says verse 9, but we see Jesus. See, now we're talking about Jesus. Who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with the glory of honor, that he might, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. So, so what he did was he went and tasted death for everyone, and then he, now death is also under our feet. Now death is under our feet. First, first uh, Corinthians 15 says the last enemy to be destroyed will be death. At some point, there's not going to be any death anymore at all. But even now, you have authority over it. 
Death can't come in your room and tip your room at nighttime and get you death. No, death, you better go on down the street, death. Say everything's under my feet. Say it again, everything's under my feet. All right, now, now we know animals are under our feet, right? We know trees and plants are under our feet, right? But is time a thing? Time is a thing, isn't it? Time is a thing, isn't it? Time wasn't, wasn't in, in, in the Garden of Eden. There was no time in the Garden of Eden until they sinned. When they got sinned, they sinned, they got kicked out. That's when time started. So time is a created thing. So if time is a created thing, you have authority over that time. That means you should never be scared of a deadline. A deadline is a time stamp. That's what miracles are. A miracle is overriding time. It's, it's, it's when, when you break your leg and the doctor says it's going to take you six weeks for that leg to even heal and somebody come lay hands on you, bam, and you get healed right away, bam. I, I, matter of fact, my little nephew was testifying to me the other day, the other night, I talked to him, and he talked about how uh, he was laying, he, he had broken his finger uh, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was, and uh, broke his finger lifting weights or whatever it was, and uh, so he had this metal splint on his finger, and uh, he was praying, all right, God, I know you know how to heal, and so God, God healed him, he, but he's going through the process. He said, so he went to bed, uh, must have been Saturday night, woke up Sunday morning, and the splint was off his, off his hand, laying next to him in the bed, his finger was totally healed. <laughs> That's a miracle. God overrode time. Come on now. Wake up and the thing's next to, next to you in the bed and you're healed? The doctor can't tell you six weeks. And if the doctor can't tell you six weeks to be healed, he can't tell you you got six months to live either. Who are you, dude? You don't have rulership. I'm in rulership. I'm in authority. Glory to God. All right. Can I give you one more scripture? Because I just want to prove to you, you are supposed to be great, and you're supposed to reign, and the devil can't stop you. He tried. He tried to come up over us. Get Isaiah 14 real quick. It's two scriptures. Isaiah 14. Let me show you this. This is going to help you. Isaiah 14, verse 12. I'm going to speed read. We're going to get ready to baptize these individuals tonight. Are you there? Isaiah 14, verse 12. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? We're talking about Lucifer then, right? Son of the morning. He used to be the morning star. Okay? How, how, he, he used to be. He used to be a star. You understand that? That's why he can't stand you. He used to be a star. That's what son of the morning means, his morning star. Okay? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations? Watch verse 13. For you have said in your heart, <clears throat> I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above not the moon, not the sun, the stars of God. <laughs> what 
is this man that you care about him? What is the man that you're mindful of him? What? Oh, I'm going, oh, I got to rise up above that. <laughs> he said, I will also sit on the mountain of the congregation of the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the house of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Verse 15, yet you shall be brought down, Lucifer, to Sheol, that's hell, to the lowest depths of the earth, of, of the pit. Okay? So the pit, hell has many depths, many layers, many, many levels. He's going to be in the lowest one where he belongs. Y'all got it? So notice what his intent was to rise above us. Okay, now go to Luke. Last, last scripture, I promise. Luke 10. Luke 10. Jesus sends out 70 men. Tells them, I want you to go out there and preach and teach and heal. Heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, do all that kind of stuff. I'm giving you my same rulership, my authority. Go out there and do this stuff. Show, show them what you got. Got it? Now, Luke 10, verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They're like, wow, this is amazing. This is far out that the demons listen to us. They're shocked. They're surprised because they didn't know anything about this kind of power. They didn't know anything about this kind of authority. They've been operating like mere men. So verse 18, and he said to them, this is Jesus talking back. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He's explaining something. He's explaining what we just read in Isaiah 14. You guys are impressed, but I saw him when he fell like lightning from heaven. I saw him when he tried to rise up above y'all, and he got booted down. In other words, Jesus is saying, guys, don't be impressed. He's not above you. You're above him. Stop letting the devil talk all down to you. Stop letting the devil put all kind of fear in your head. The devil is under your feet. Don't let him be on, on your back. Don't let him be in your track. No, put him under your feet where he belongs. He said, watch this. We're done. We're done. We're done. He says, verse 19, behold, I give you. The authority. That word authority is exousia in the Greek, where we get the word executive authority from. You have executive power over or to trample on serpents and scorpions. Now, serpents and scorpions, you know, represents demons. And over all the power, dunamis, that's this ability of the enemy. So I give you authority over his power. You got to catch that. People are all scared of the devil's power. Who cares how much power the devil pretends to have? If, even if he had power, which he doesn't have any power. Remember Jesus said he, Jesus got up with all power in his hand, so the devil doesn't have any power. But even if he did, you have authority over his power. That would be like if, if I'm the sheriff, if, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm a, a what, Sheriff Andy Taylor, and you're Barney Fife. You, you might have the gun, deputy, but I have the authority. So you can't shoot that gun 
unless I give you authority. So God said, Jesus said, I give you, listen to me, God, people of God, I give you authority over all his power and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So watch verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you. Don't, you, don't, you ain't got to be excited about that. He said, here's what you ought to be excited about because your name is in the billing. You're not one of the extras. You're one of the stars of the show. <laughs> and you have power. You have authority. You have rulership. You're in the ruling class. So listen, don't let anything in this life intimidate you. Don't let anything the devil does intimidate you. Don't leave anything left unchecked. You and I have been ordained, ordained by God to change everything we can't accept. We can do it. We can do it. Well, how do we do it? The Bible says, by wisdom, rulers decree justice. We read it in Proverbs every month. By wisdom, rulers or kings decree justice. We want justice, don't we? I mean, we're tired of seeing what, what's going on in police departments and young black men being killed and people, other people being killed, too, needlessly. Well, the first thing we got to do is just start decreeing justice. We start speaking it. Praise God. Most of us don't have time to protest. You got to go to work. <laughs> you got to go to work. You got to go to school. But you can still decree justice. And you can get as much done by your decree, a faith decree, as you could by marching. You can get more done. Because this is how the Bible says wisdom, uh, by wisdom, rulers decree justice. That's what we do. Amen? Everybody say, I'm in the ruling class. I'm a shining star. I'm a star on the rise. It's my time to shine. I'm ready to shine bright. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the word we've received tonight. I pray that each person who's heard the word will let it saturate their heart, saturate their soul, saturate their minds and their spirits, oh God. Saturate even our flesh with the word of God tonight. And I pray that, Father, that, Lord, will, that it'll be part and parcel of who we are, that we know we are part of the ruling class, that we'll not ever live beneath, we'll not ever live under again, we'll always live above and over and on top, God, and we'll never accept anything less than the very best. We'll never accept anything less than first class, God, because we are part of your ruling class. Thank you, God, that anything in this earth that's not lined up with your will, you have given us express authority to make changes. And we'll do that as you lead us, as you fill us with the Holy Ghost. So think of that we are workers and partners together with you, with the Holy Ghost ruling now in this nighttime season. Thank you that God, very soon, a new day will dawn. Jesus Christ will return because we will have already made all his enemies to be his footstool. And we welcome the return of Jesus Christ. We thank you. We look forward one day, real soon. Until that time, we'll work, we'll occupy till he comes. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Amen. Now put those hands together and give God a great praise.